It's certainly good to be back in the Lord's house tonight. I got here a few minutes early and got to listen to the young people uh, practicing their singing, and boy, I really already enjoyed that. And then uh, enjoyed seeing people come in. Good to see Vince and Tina back, and uh, thank the Lord for that. Uh, good to see Steve with us tonight. And uh, others, not going to try to name everybody, but we got folks that's been uh, slowly coming back and uh, being with us that didn't get to come for a while, and we, boy, we're glad to have every one of you. And just praise God for that. I have a scripture on the heart I'd like to read tonight uh, from the fifth chapter of the book of uh, 1 Peter. Uh, God brought this to my attention earlier today, and I read it, and it's still with me tonight. Uh, starting at verse uh, 6, we'll read three verses. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Of course, exalt means lift up. If you'll humble yourself, God will lift you up. Now, these next two verses... Uh, tells us some things we need to do for this to happen. Verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And Satan uh, would like to distract us uh, from keeping our mind and our thoughts and our heart on God. If he can get us wrapped up in something else, uh, it pleases him to death. He's, he's tickled as he can be. So, again, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion and walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But if you trust the Lord, you got the victory. Let's stand for a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your direction in the Scripture. God, thank you for your help and your strength and your promises. God, thank you for letting us be here tonight and already being able to feel your presence. God, I appreciate you tonight, and I thank you for this day you've given us, and thank you for every person that's here, and thank you for every person that's watching on the live stream. God, we appreciate you. We thank you, God, that you are God. We ask you to bless this service tonight. Help us to have a, a Holy Ghost a time of worship tonight, God. We ask it, and we praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. You can be seated. I turn service over.
page 42. 42. <laughs>
about tonight. It's certainly good to be in the Lord's house. I appreciate that choir singing. Like I appreciated the young folks singing a little earlier, I appreciate the choir singing too. It's good. And good to see everybody here tonight. I'm going to say that again. Glad to have you, every person. And uh, we just thank the Lord for letting us be in the house worshiping. Uh, we still got some sister churches that's not in the church house any, some not very much. And uh, God's let us be back each service time. Well, I, I just count that a blessing and a treasure. That's just from God. And so good to be back here tonight. Let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody with unspoken prayer requests? Amen. I got some unspoken requests of my own. Anybody got a spoken prayer request? Say what's on your heart. people pray for people saved us need to get back in and uh, I've had a few folks even tell me that they felt like coming to Auburn and didn't come and uh, I suspect there's many more that uh, could have that conversation and so let's, let's just pray for each one that God's been speaking to that hasn't obeyed him recently that, that needs to do something let's, let's pray for that tonight and I pray for whoever preaches that God might just give them liberty and freedom to preach the gospel and powerful anything else be here and i'm thankful we had a really good day today that's and good there was so many youth that showed up today and i'm just so thankful and i'm just so thankful to be saved and i'm just so thankful for my church amen thank the lord for that testimony amen someone else No, we were to one prayer. We'll ask Bill and Carl to lead us. Our most kind and gracious and wise Heavenly Father, it's once again that we bow our hearts and lives before you. God, we thank thee, Father, for this great opportunity you've let us gather once more in the house of prayer. Come together here with you that you might be able, Heavenly Father, know your blessings with you. Holy Spirit, hymns us all the time, Father, that you let us sing. God, that we might be able to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and see him high lifted up in our midst, Father, that our people, that is in sin and darkness, might be able, Father, to understand their need of, that of the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. God, before it's too late, because if they die in that condition, Father, where you are, they can't come. But God, I pray that those who came today, who those who held up their hands, those Father, that requested prayer, I pray, God, that you bring them before you. 
continue to be prayerful and let's pray for this service and one other thing that I didn't think about mentioning earlier when I came in tonight uh, Jordan and Annie were leaving and if I remember right Jordan's got an appointment to preach for him over at Lighthouse tonight Lighthouse Missionary Baptist Church where Chris Page is a pastor and so really pray for Jordan and then talking to him uh, I said something to him about it seemed like he was staying pretty busy and he said yeah he said I, and I you know thank the Lord for the opportunity and said just pray for me he said I've got that appointment and Next week he's got an appointment, maybe at Hebron. Next week he's got an appointment, maybe at Faith, if I got that right anyway. So let's just remember, Jordan. And, uh, let's pray for this service tonight here. And uh, anyone have a song on your heart? Why do you have a song? Another thing, that, uh, of course, too late to pray for that, but we can pray for him. I think Cooper was down at Samaria this morning and uh, heard they had a good service down there, and we appreciate that. Anyone have a song or testimony? Just follow your heart. There's a ghost, there's a ghost inside of me I'm one of those campfire stories My papa says he brings us welcome He leads me through the darkness He leads me through the unknown He leads me through my troubles and trials He leads me through the unknown Do come come ahead. Feel your living. Nobody else feel like singing. Let's keep praying. I don't know which one of these preachers might feel like preaching, but uh, any one of them is welcome. Whichever one you fellows got it on your heart, just come ahead and follow the Lord. Plenty of room for everybody to do the Lord's work. If more than one felt like preaching, there's room for that too. Doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. We've actually had some meetings before. It's been rare, but I can remember some meetings where two preachers preaching at the same time. And uh, when the Lord's in it, well, it works. It's whatever he's in is all right. Which one of you fellas feel like coming ahead? Come on. Lee might be your time here. Let's pray for Lee. I appreciate it. Come ahead. 
guess we'd try. You pray for us. Brent said he wasn't getting up again until I got up, so we're going to blame it on Brent. So maybe when I'm done, you can get up here, Brent. <laughs> you pray for us, and um, we're willing to try and see what the Lord will give us. And, you know, I know I like to say it every time, but if I ain't got it, I'll sit back down. Uh, willing to try to stand for the Lord and um, thankful that I'm able to. And, you know, we started out today and late, you know, as I told, told Blaine this morning, we got up and I think I rolled over and I looked at my phone, it said 9.15, I was like, oh, and we were all asleep. And I woke Brandy up, I said, hey, it's, you know, 9.15, and she said, well, the clock says 8 o'clock. Well, yeah, uh, you know, we sprung forward today, so, but, so we jumped out a little bit late today, but that's all right. We made it to Sunday school and uh, had to rush around a little bit, and it ain't nothing normal than our different life. It always seems like we're rushed around with the way everything is, so, but you pray for us, and we try to read a little bit, and um, we're going to read in Daniel chapter 6. And right, right before I read, start over in there, I want to uh, read the scripture in uh, Philippians. In the first chapter, it says, 21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall chose, I walk not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to think about when you sit here and, you know, he said to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, um, we think about that and the Martins just had the funeral that just happened. And, you know, I was at work and I was able to listen to it as I was driving and really, really powerful service. And. You know, but you think about this, to live as Christ and to die as gain, it almost kind of seems backwards a little bit because I like living on earth too. But, you know, when it says that, you know, I'm saved. And, you know, for me to die, I'm going to gain the biggest thing that my salvation's given me. You know, he's given me heaven, and that's what salvation's all about. And if you ain't got that tonight... You know, you need to really seek it out because it is a big deal. You know, all this stuff in life isn't going to matter when it comes to the end. And I, and I believe Terry talked about it a little bit this morning also. You know, we can gain anything this world has to offer, you know, but it ain't going to get us nowhere. But if we gain Jesus, you know, I got something on the other side that I'm looking forward to. So he sat here and said, for me, for, to me to live as Christ... And the die is gained. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. We have to have a little bit of fruit also while we're down here. You know, if we're saved, we need to bear some of that fruit. We need to let people know we have a job to do. And it says, yet what I shall chose, I will not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, you know, and to be with Christ. So he's telling you, you know, I'm ready to go. I, I got a desire to go. But while I'm here, I got something I need to do also. You know, and that should, ha that should ha be how we should all be. 
You know, we're looking towards heaven because that's our main goal. That's what I'm already promised. Once I got saved, I was promised heaven. You know, now I'm looking forward to it. But in the meantime, we got a little bit to do here. So, but you pray for us and um, it kind of goes along a little bit with Daniel here too. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people knows a lot about Daniel and I'm a, you know, just give a little bit of background at first. And um, Daniel, you know, there was a king in the first chapter, it talks about the king wanted to choose these certain kids out of all the groups of people, the kids that stood out, you know, and, that, and that's a good thing to be saved and everything, because we see that in our church, kids that are going to stand out, you know, and a lot of times you might hear, and I believe Carl said it a lot of times, people try to tell him he was going to be a preacher, but you're a teacher, you know, it's, it's a good thing that you'd be able to find out that you're going to have a job in the church, you know, and people see that people's going to have a job in the church by the, maybe sometimes their reactions or, you know, if they're good singers, they're going to be a good singer and however not. But you had, they went out and they wanted these kids to come in and, and Daniel, and then you had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then it came down to a time when um, they sat there and told them, and I, I need to jump back right here to um, when, when it was all going on, uh, they had these kids, these main ones that are standing out, and they talked about how the king ended up having a dream, and they said that um, they had back then, of course, they had the astrologers, they had the magicians, and they had all these people that would try to, you know, reveal the secrets and to reveal dreams and reveal things that, visions that people might see, and it said that, you know, they called upon all of them, and none of them can reveal it, and it said you know, well, I just sit here and I have all these kids that we had come in, which they're probably grown up by now, you know. He said, I have all these that came in and nobody can reveal it. Well, let's just kill them all. You know, let's just kill them all because they can't do their job. Well, and then Daniel, they, were, they came to actually go gather them up and they were going to kill them. And Daniel said, you know, just give me a little bit of time. Let me go to my God. Let me pray to him. You know, let, let, it, let me try to work out and let's let God reveal the secret. And that's one of the favorite parts. So when you jump back into the second chapter and sit here and Daniel answered to the king and he was telling him, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. He said, but there is a God in heaven and that reveal of secrets. And, then, and, that's, and that is the second chapter, 27th and 28th verse. But he said, but there is a God in heaven that revealeth the secrets. And, and that's kind of where my heart is tonight. You know, there's a God in heaven that revealeth the secrets, and he helps us along the way. So then it goes on, and then you have, you know, he ends up telling them about, um, you know, his vision, his dream that he dreamed. He, he, he told them, and here the king says, okay, and like I said, you pray for us. We're going to get started here. And, um, but the king says, you know, we're going to obey his God, Daniel's God, because he's the one that can give the answers to these secrets. And so then it goes on, and then you have another king that comes in, which was his son, and his son comes in, and then it's like the process is starting all over again. He has another vision, and next thing you know, he comes over, comes back to Daniel, wants Daniel to reveal the secret again. Daniel, of course, is going to God for, and that's a good thing. I want you to understand this. Every time Daniel goes to God, T 
to get what he needs to get to give to the king. So now we're going to jump over, and I believe it might happen about three times that it happens, and then we're getting right here to where we're at in chapter 6, and, and it kind of, it wants to make you mad because, you know, it's, it's just a repeating process. And, you know, and time after time, God shows up, shows every one of them, but then they leave him out again. And even as the next person go, comes to reign, for some reason, you know, even though they've seen what their father did, what their father went through, they would, they would start out the same way every time. So you pray for us, and in the sixth chapter it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because of an, ex, uh, an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these wise men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And, that, and that's a good thing when the only thing they can find against you has to do with something with Jesus. And it says, Then these presidents and the princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it's not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. And I want you to, I want to read that verse 10 one more time. Like I said, you pray for us. It says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and this is a big key right here in this chapter. You listen. And his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within thirty days, save O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which author it not. Then answered they and said before them, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself. So you pray for us and... Um, you know, I sit here and think about this and kind of what comes to me would be we have to be in this world, but not of this world. 
And when it, when it first came down and it talked about how, you know, they went and got these kids and uh, they said, we're going to bring you into the king's house and you're going to eat the king's meat. You're going to drink the wine of the king. You're going to do all this, what we want you to do. But Daniel, he said, no, I'm still going to live my life normal like I always did. I'm going to go to my God. I'm going to serve my God. You know, I'm going to eat what he tells me to eat. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And they said, well, that's kind of foolish because, and I forget what they called it right off the head, but uh, what he was eating and everything. And they said, why would you turn down the king's meat and all this? Because you're going to look sore displeased when it comes to the king. And I show him that, you know, we've gathered in these people and, you know, you guys are going to look like you ain't worth nothing. And you're not going to look like the other folks because of what you're eating. And he said, you know, just give us about 10 days and let us keep doing what we do normally. You know, let us serve our God the way we do it. Let us eat the way we do. And it said, you know, that uh, he went ahead and granted them 10 days before that. And as they came together, you know, it said that they looked better, even though they were eating the way they had before. So I want you to know that even though things in life happen, you know, we have to live in this life. But you know what? We don't have to be of it. And there's a lot of times, like even I do, I get caught up in wanting to be in part of the world. But you know what? Sometimes we need, well, I'm not going to say sometimes. I'm going to say all the time. We need to stand out a little bit. And we, we need to be showing what God wants us to be. Because you know what? It said them guys look better. Well, I'll tell you what. When I'm serving God and I'm living right, Lita Witt looks better. And it might not, you guys might not see the difference about it, but my wife, I know she can say sometimes, uh, I can tell when you're reading your Bible or I can tell when you're doing things right. You know what? There's something different about us that stands out, you know, and that's a job that we have to do. And, and sometimes we don't like to do our job, but you know what? Shame on us if we're not. And there's been a, a lot of shame on me a lot of times because there's been a lot of times that I ain't done my job. And, you know, I, this whole thing, it makes me go back. And I think a lot about over in Hebrews and we're going to have to read it because I know I won't get it just right. But over in Hebrews, he sat there and talking and it's back when Moses, um, everybody knows Moses' story. Moses went ahead and, um, like I said, you pray for us. Moses when uh, it came time, and I guess we're just going to have to say it, it said Moses didn't want to be a part of what they had for him. It said rather choosing affliction rather than the sin of sin for pleasure of a season. You know what? Moses chose his life to follow God. And, you know, instead of trying to go get what's better in life, you know, he even went back further than where he was because he didn't have much, Terry. They had to go through the wilderness for over 40 years and he didn't get to see the promised land, but he did on the inside after he crossed over. He got to see the real promised land, you know, and it said instead of choosing that sin, he was rather ready to have the affliction. You know what? People, it, there's people that are after us all the time. People's going to try to beat us down. It sits here and talks about after they put Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after they put all them on top, there were still people ready to go after them each and every time. So when when only thing that people can find wrong with us is how we're trying to serve God, that's a good thing in life. If, that, if that's all they can come after me for, 
well, you know what? I'm sorry about your luck. I thank God that I'm saved and I thank God that I'm trying to do right, you know? Don't bash me for going to church. I mean, it happens, it happens. If that's what you want to do, then so be it. But, you know, it sat there and it talked about them and it said, you know, that they wanted to go to the king and then make a new law, you know? So now the king felt bad afterwards and it sat there and talked about it. The king said, and I, I'm going to put this in my words. What did I go and do now? You know, after all this, you know, after I talked about how good Daniel's God is, I done went there and said, you know, you're, you, can only, you can only praise me for the next 30 days. You can only serve me. He knew what he got himself into. And you know what? But from the way that Daniel and them lived... That king, after he put them in the Daniel, after he put Daniel in the lion's den, it sat there and talked and it said that he didn't get much sleep that night. He knew what he did was wrong. But it said he was anxious in the morning to come and to get to that hole and say, oh, Daniel, are you down there? You know what? Daniel said, I'm still here. You know, here I am. And it said that they went and they threw everybody that tried to accuse him down in that den and just to know how hungry them lions were, it said it ate every one of them. It said every one of the men and their family and their kids. You don't think that would have done it? Who do you think held that lion off? God did, didn't he, Terry? God held that lion off. If we're living right, God's there for us. And, you know, another thing that I like to think about, we sit there and think about how when Paul was seeing Stephen, you know, the impact that Stephen made on Paul, I believe, helped Paul in his walk with Christ. And even though he didn't benefit Stephen as he was still getting stoned, you know what? It said he looked up. You know, even though he was in trouble, it said he looked up and he knew where he was going. You know, even if it came down to the fact that whatever was happening in life, that I was going to die over it, I can still say, I'm thankful that I'm saved. You know, and I might not be like Stephen the way he was. I may not be able to portray it just like he did. But there's a piece on the inside of me that knows, you know, just like I said, even though my soul is ready to go, I still want to live here. I still feel I want to see my kids grow up. But if it was to happen, let it be. I'm going to a better place. And that's what my salvation's all about. My salvation is about trying to rejoice. And like I said, even though I don't live like it all the time, you know what? I got a better place to go. And I'm thankful. And like they talked about it all morning this morning about leaving a legacy, letting people know where you're going, let, leaving that behind. You know, at least I, they might, my kids, when I die, they might be able to say, Dad didn't do everything at 100%, but he lived for the Lord. And I knew Daddy was saved. You know, he might not have been perfect, but you know what? They can say, but that's why Christ came and died for us, because he was the only one that can be perfect. So I have a job that I have to do, you know, and you pray each and every one of us has a job to do. But it is so nice to be like Daniel, because why? I can see that if that was probably me, what would have happened when I said that main scripture where it said the windows was open? I could have probably seen old DeWitt getting in that house. Taylor, he'd probably been pulling them windows shut. He didn't want people to hear, but you know what? It said Daniel did the same thing that he did. 
three times a day, he bowed down on his knees and he said, Lord, you know, probably help this country. Probably in the same position that we're in today. Lord, help this country. Help things that are going on. You know, they're trying to say, I can't serve my God. They're trying to say, I can't do this and do that. But you know what? The devil's a liar. You know, we can still serve God. You know, we might pay a little bit of affliction for it. But you know what? In the long run, we're going to benefit. We're going to benefit what the Lord has in store for us. I appreciate being here tonight. I don't feel like giving an invitation. We turn over to Brother Terry. appreciate that. I appreciate that preaching. Let's all stand. I won't say just a word or two and then we'll have them start singing. Well, I appreciate that message. I appreciate Brother Lee and thank the Lord for the preaching. And uh, If you're here tonight, take this to heart. It's important to serve God in spite of anything else. Nothing else, as weighty as it seems, as important as it might seem, nothing else is important as serving God. Two points, two main points that apply to the message just the way he preached it and God brought it out. If you want to get saved, you're going to have to obey God. You're going to have to come his way. You're going to have to put him first. Trust the Lord in spite of everything else. You can get saved. God made it so everybody can get saved. If people don't get saved, it's because they don't follow the Lord. Seek you while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. And, and if you are saved, if you're going to follow God, you just have to put him first and keep following him. And boy, that, just, that message told both those points real clear. While we're saying... If you're here tonight and you need to come pray, we want to invite you, please do that. Come and talk to the Lord. Come and talk to the Lord. Obey Him tonight. That's a good message. I appreciate it. Trust Him this evening. Let God help you this evening. Obey the Master. Be saved on tonight. You know, the devil will tell you you'll come out a loser if you follow God. The devil's a liar. The devil probably told Daniel, you better quit praying because you get thrown in a den of lions. But Daniel had the victory. Even if God would have let the lions eat him, Daniel still had the victory. But God shut the lion's mouth. And then everybody saw that Daniel had the victory. I'm telling you what, tonight, God wants to give you victory. Are you willing to receive it? Just open your heart. Let God come in. Let him give you the victory. Boy, I'm telling you what, I, Daniel's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I love to read about Daniel. I can only just in my imagination think how he must have felt spending that night in the den where the lions were. But there was somebody else in that den besides lions. The Lord God was in that den with Daniel. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He was there with you. He'll be with you too. Are you willing to trust him tonight? I believe there's somebody here tonight really wrestling with what to do. I believe on the one hand you know what to do that God wants you to do and yet you're hesitating to do it. I've been in that spot but oh what a joy and relief it was when I came to a point and I said yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God wants. 
I've never been sorry when I've obeyed the Lord. I've always been sorry when I did not obey the Lord. Think about that. Obey the Lord tonight. Be glad. Be glad. Well, I love that song. Why not tonight? And uh, I know I've turned the Lord away times and looking back at it, I thought, why did I do that? And probably the church was thinking, what's the matter with that boy? God's calling him. Why don't he come? So I've been in that spot. Uh, but sometimes uh, in service like this and one we had this morning and a lot of them we've been having recently, uh, I wonder sometimes, boy, God has to be calling powerful. And uh, I'll even get certain people on my heart. I'll just, uh, of course, I can't see your heart or read your mind, not saying I can, but God gives me a burden for people. And sometimes I get a burden for somebody, I say, boy, it looks like they'd come. Surely they feel the Lord calling them. Bound to feel the Lord calling them. I'll tell you what, give us one more verse. Yeah. Follow you. Please take heart to what Brother Barry said. Obey the Lord. Come if God's calling you. Thanks, verse. Please do that. It's your move. Why not? Why not come? Come on. Come on. Come on. Obey the Lord. Great song. Would you like to have the grace of God in your soul and guiding your life? You can. It's offered to everybody. Would you just come and pray about it? Just come and pray about it. come what resistance could we have that makes sense to resist God it does not make sense it's, it's not reasonable it's not reasonable to turn God away why because he loved us so much 
He gave his son to die on that old rugged cross. Wouldn't make sense to turn him away. Not at all. Not a bit. Every once in a while, God will give me liberty. Not always, but sometimes. Every once in a while, he'll give me liberty after service is over. I get talking to somebody that was in church that I've had a burden for. Once in a while, God will give me liberty to ask them uh, a question. And I asked a person last Sunday morning. I said, can I ask you a real personal question? And the person said, yes, sure can. I said, uh, did you feel like coming to the altar this morning in the invitation? And the person said, Yes, I feel like coming to the altar every time I come to this church. And I sure felt like coming to the altar this morning. And uh, so, and we talked a little bit, and the person said, I, I want to come, but I'm working on some things. I've got some things I need to work on. I said, well, I've got good news for you. If you'll come and let God work on it, he can fix it. You can't really fix it yourself. Hard as you try and as hard as you work, and the person said, well, I'm real serious, and I'm going to keep coming to church, and I promise you I'm going to try to come, and I, I'm going to try to get saved because I want to get saved. Now, that's wonderful. Now, another thing I want to add to that, I've asked people before same question. Did you feel like coming to altar? had one man said to me, he said, you know, I'm not 100% sure. He said, part of the time I thought about coming to the altar and thought I shouldn't, and other part of the time I said, no, I shouldn't go. He said, what do you think I should have done in that case? I said, come to the altar. I said, if you think you might feel like coming to the altar, and part of the time you feel like coming to the come on. He said, really? And I said, yeah, nothing to lose. If you come to the altar and you didn't get satisfied, you haven't lost anything. But if you come to the altar and God stirs your heart and uh, you can get what you need, look at what you've gained. And uh, nothing to lose by seeking the Lord and uh if you mean it honestly and you come and say, well, maybe I need to come, maybe I don't, uh, come anyhow. Uh, and, and if you feel that way every Sunday or Sunday night or Wednesday night, come every time you feel like that. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Uh, you can't seek him too much. Uh, God, God won't get upset at you for seeking him with an honest heart. And so, so think about that. And, uh, if God's been dealing with you, uh, consider that and, uh, Obey the Lord. Okay. Anything else on anybody's heart before we come to close? request each of them and really pray anyone else
Glad to have you, buddy. Yes, sir. Everybody looks so good. We yeah. appreciate the spirit, you know. Yeah. We've uh, been blessed to be able to watch it online. Yep. Uh, every opportunity that we can. Sure. Participate some in the Bible study that's been going on. Right. We're just so thankful the Lord will bless you with what you need. Yeah. And uh, give you even extra. Amen. We appreciate it. Sure does. We're real glad to be here. Glad to have you, buddy. Appreciate those good words. Anyone else? All right, if everybody's done, we'll try to do the dismissal like this again. I, we've got such a great crowd, we're going to let our deacons go on back to the back and release people from the back after we have our closing prayer. Uh, deacons are going, they'll release the crowd from the back a row at a time. Also, you know how we've been doing, they put the offering plates out back there. If you have something you want to put in the offering, you can feel free to do that. And uh, glad to have everybody here. Thank the Lord for every person that's come, just in every situation. If you're visiting, glad to have you. If you just got back, glad to have you. If you come all the time, glad to have you. I just, I thank God for every person that's here and everyone that's watching on the live stream. And it uh, seems like we've got a lot of folks that are watching on the live stream all over, not just local, but uh, quite a few folks from far away. And, and I'm glad to have everybody. And uh, uh, I think it was uh, Jake Faulkner the other night when he was preaching, he said, he said, I appreciate you folks watching on live stream. He said, I feel like I can feel you folks praying just like I feel the folks in church here praying. And, and I believe that, and I appreciate that. So anything else before we come to a close? If not, we'll ask Brother Brent to pray with dismissal. Again, Lord, just allow us to come to church, Lord. And yeah, Lord. Amen.